Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I want to start with something near and dear to my heart, and I love Psalm 103. So if I may um, recite five verses, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love that psalm. Psalm 103, the first five verses. I've actually memorized the whole psalm, and I say it every day. So I encourage you to uh, start doing that as well. Find something that you've been wanting to memorize and just get at it, because you probably have a little extra time, um, and it's a good time to just focus. Put the verse up on your... um, mirror when you go to wash your hands and instead of singing the happy birthday song and you know having to pay some guy royalties for the happy birthday song you just review your verse and every time you wash your hands you're going to get better at uh, that verse so that's just a little helpful uh, encouraging tip for the day we have Dwight Nordstrom coming up in about 60 seconds looking forward to that and then Pastor Sean Winters is going to be with me we're going to talk about Psalm 46 with him And then in the second hour, David Wheaton will be joining me and then Pastor John Braylon as well. So it's going to be a great day. Be back in 60 seconds. I'm Neil Stavum. Our Faith Radio Spring Fundraiser is just around the corner. When we ask for your help in meeting our remaining annual needs so we can stay on the air all year long, offering hope and encouragement to thousands. Here's how one listener put it. Thank you for being a standard for me. I'm learning to trust, walk, and grow in my relationship with Christ. Because of your gifts, the gospel goes out and lives are changed. So partner with us. Join us for Spring Share starting April 14th or make your gift today at MyFaithRadio.com. Our Lord knows all about our needs. So if your need today is emotional, He knows it perfectly. If it is physical, some form of healing, He knows all about it. If it is a financial need, He knows about that. Truth, real hope, faith radio. Welcome to the show again. Thanks for joining me, and uh, so glad you are uh, spending your time here listening to Faith Radio. There will be lots of encouraging things today. I'd like to start by um, bringing onto the program uh, Dwight Nordstrom. He's been a guest several times, and I love going to him because I'm going to get the most up-to-date things from what's going on over in China. He is the chairman of PRI. He owns and operates several businesses in China. He's lived there for 30 years. He's right now in the States, but uh, I know he knows what's going on in his businesses in China. Dwight, welcome. Bill, thanks for having me here. And uh, for your listeners, one thing that I perhaps can offer is some advice on how to deal with the coronavirus. We've been dealing with it in China now for eight to nine weeks. Mm -hmm. 
it's not a lot of learning time, but it's it's a little bit ahead of the curve. And I can give some examples of what's been going on, a little bit more of my background. My wife and I have uh, worked and served in China for 30-plus years. We've had over 25 uh, larger-sized businesses there, a couple thousand employees. And, of course, we're dealing with that even now. China is, at least in the first wave, uh, over the hump. Uh, and we can talk about sort of what that might mean for the U.S. in regards to second phase here. But we have had a learning curve of some of the best practices, both in the workplace as well as in, in, in ministry and cell group church activity. Yeah, well, Dwight, I would love to hear um, some of the guidelines and best practices that you have done in your uh, operations in China. Sure, and this has been done... I will say the learning curve has been one we've been struggling to try and build the set. Local governments in various cities and provinces in China have issued that as well. It varies across. uh, We have nine current businesses, and it varies across different cities. Certainly for those that have any sort of hint of cough or or feeling just a a slight fever, uh, you need to wear a face mask. The importance for the face mask is especially important for someone like that. And if you have that, I just encourage you to stay home uh, there. And, and, of course, try and get the what are called the N995 uh, rated face masks, the ones that are a little bit better for doing that. Secondly, learn to take your temperature. Uh, if, if you can do the one that's uh, just a, a thermometer that's a, a laser, that's great. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, do the mouth. But, but take your temperature once a day, and if you see that, Getting above, uh, you know, 99.5, Understand, okay, you've got an issue there. So take your temperature. Uh, in eating, in our work, in our lunchroom, so we'll have factories of 300 people. We will keep the people uh, apart from each other at least uh, four to six feet, and we are now staging lunches so that people. Uh, working by by the way, almost all of our factories are at eighty seven percent or more of the workers being there in a factory you need the people to come it 's not like a, an engineering office. some of those offices in our media publishing we 're rotating staff so only have about twenty five percent of the staff of normal uh, in in those locations but mm-hmm. but when you 're eating separate uh, this is communicated uh, through uh, oftentimes just uh, uh, bodily fluids and, and spit. In fact, most of the tests that we feel are more reliable are coming through saliva tests. And th- that's actually, once that gets fully implemented, was talking to a company making the automation equipment for this today, uh, you'll see this test being speeded up to be being done within an hour through spit test. Uh, so those are just uh, some, certainly we use disposable gloves where people are in close contact with each other. Uh, yeah, and keeping track of where people are traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so we've got face masks and gloves, and uh, you're creating... Uh, thermometers. Thermometers. The and, ideal one to be yep. quick, like even churches, I'd recommend uh, if they're okay with that, and if they are going to meet in small cell groups, just do a laser. You know, it's instantaneous, basically, and, and it's not, not touching. And if the person has a temperature, just say, how about, you know, we don't meet right now. I would encourage churches, uh, one of the best practices for churches in China that we've seen has been moving to more, it was already there, but to cell, 
cell groups and local residential units where they can travel freely within a building complex versus going outside five or six blocks. So groups of less than 10, but asking the people, you know, and if you can't check the temperatures, do that. That's just a, a good, safe thing to do. Uh, this is a, a pretty communicable uh, virus that exists right now. Yeah. Dwight, what is uh, open right now in China and what is not open in terms of just everyday life? Great. And again, China has over 200 cities with a million or more people. Right. The U.S. is 10. It, it, there's different cities are taking very different responses to it. So let me give two examples. In Beijing today, so a city of 24 million people, so about three and a half times the size of Minnesota uh, in, in, a, in a city, uh, it, it's extremely tight. Uh, if you come in from outside and you're a Chinese citizen, so you come in just from another city, you're on a 14-day self, 14-day uh, quarantine that will be checked by your neighbors, but you can be in your apartment. If you're coming from overseas, within the last 10 days, they're now mandating that you have a government-supervised quarantine. There's one or two exceptions if you had a, a, a house that was a standalone, but people live in apartments there. In those cases, they're putting you in government sort of barracks for 14 days. Uh, on subways, the typical transportation time has doubled or tripled, and you're having, for many of the subways during rush hour, having to book appointments. So this is a city where 10 million people a day used to take subways, and now imagine trying to take uh, book appointments to, to travel. So that's uh, – uh, but it, that I will say that isolation and that type of uh, limiting of, of people interaction – has turned the corner in a number of new cases. Uh, in the last two weeks, it appears Beijing, most of the new cases, most, has been by people that came from outside of China even to the city, and that's why they've instituted these new things. There's other cities, our, our shower door factory in South China, city Jungshan of 2.5 million people, only two open churches there. Uh, that, that factory is operating at 95% capacity, we're and, and doing very well and shipping over 35, 40 foot containers a week. So that one, very little uh, stoppage, we're back up to pretty much full production. So I think in the U.S. recovery of the manufacturing, outside of if you have some component parts uh, that are in short supply from specialty metals, uh, once the key gets turned back down, production should be able to get back up. Uh, fairly quickly, though, you'll, you're going to have your orders that were uh, in the pipeline. And like that, that factory just mentioned to you, we, we won't actually get back to where we have no late deliveries until the end of April. Mm -hmm. And then what have you come to understand the restrictions are going to, how long were they going to be in place in terms of uh, the social distancing? And is that going to continue on for several months? Or what, what have you understood on that? Bill, it's still not known. Yeah. So I want I want to emphasize just how we've dealt with nine businesses and in a in a society that can really put draconian restrictions on, such as the Communist Party uh, led, led for China. Uh, it's been a, about a two month process where they've taken to lift this uh, in terms of the ongoing spread without a vaccine, though. Right. Uh, you're still, you know, that's 
again, our ultimate hope is in God, but a vaccine is going to be uh, what will eventually be the, 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 the solution. The, the isolation sort of uh, does a couple things in it. For the U.S., the concern is if we don't do well in the isolation and our society is really not geared that way, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to take longer than the two months. But I would say, you know, where were we, where's the tipping point in the curve? It's not known. It, 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 it was about six weeks for China. Oh, wow. All right, Dwight, let me take just a very short break. Uh, Dwight Nordstrom is my guest. He is the chairman of PRI. He owns and operates several businesses in China. It's been there 30 years. We'll uh, be back with Dwight in 90 seconds. Welcome back to the show. Dwight Nordstrom is my guest. He is a businessman and a follower of Jesus and has owned and operated several businesses in China. And Dwight, um, I'm curious um, about the uh, procedures that, are, that have gone on in China. And then when you look at how we're doing here, do you think we're paying close enough attention and making the next right move? Bill, great question. Certainly, the U.S. has not taken, both at a national, state, and city level, the same amount of isolation requirements okay. that China did. Uh, I'm going to sort of back away from that question because there's fine. a lot of, I think, political political dissonance that, 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 that may happen. We have to pray for our leaders. Of course. We have to pray for our leaders across the different areas. I'm looking at wanting to talk to church, so pastors, churches, elders, and business owners of particularly factories in yeah. the upper Midwest here, and the burdens upon us as leaders. I mean, we're at, we've got to uh, come up with these standards and practices and make sure our people know about it, care about it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that you can, in a manufacturing environment, if done carefully, you can stay in production. We have, we have had zero, so it's over a thousand people. We have we've had zero uh, coronavirus infections in our in our businesses. That's very uh, encouraging. And, and well, yeah, and 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 we know. I mean, we have to take the test now. You know, are there are there some that are asymptomatic? We don't have some of the the new optical tests. That, uh, but in terms of we have no one that has been seen. And, and so I think you can, with good precautions, stay in production. Uh, I, I think the, the restaurant thing here is, you know, is a good thing to stay, to close those and, and to eat apart from each other, stage your, your, your things. But as leaders, I think we can make a difference here for our workers and our workforce and, and still not have it be a, uh, uh, an enormous black hole from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dwight, what would be some of your recommendations uh, to pastors who are probably going to have to go online as, as maybe even Easter Sunday? Well, uh, this is the one. I think different churches are going to be are more equipped now or less equipped. But what a time. You know, we know in the business world, an opportunity is one that you, that you take. If you're not, if you don't have online capabilities, get online right now. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm trained. So uh, here uh, we are at a church uh, uh, where our my wife's uh, in-laws worship at here in Brainerd, Minnesota. It's a smaller it's a it's a smaller church under under 150 people, and and uh, uh, but we're praying for connectivity here. So I would just say that use this as a time to connect with others, make phone calls, uh, obviously do some internet. If you want to do small groups of, you know, four to six people and, and just check on the people with the, beforehand and, and, and keep your distance. But let this be a time where small groups, even if it's virtual, come together uh, and, and learn from there. Uh, this is a time that we can show that we're Christians, you know, by our love and, and by our concern both for our brothers and sisters as well as others. The church in China is doing that in both sending supplies. Right now, face masks aren't short supply. Churches should be looking at sending those to those that would need them and mm-hmm. would, would say that we're giving this cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think pastors have to really wrestle with, do they, do they cancel services? I think right now each state's different, but for Minnesota, I think, yes. Uh, you know, follow what the government authorities are saying at this time, but that doesn't mean you're not a pastor. <laughs> And, 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 and you're not an elder and, and praying for the people and, and, you know, making sure everybody's contacted. Uh, I think one of the risks is that uh, churches, if they don't do that, people are going to get used to not being part of a family. And that's not a good thing. We, we all need each other as, as, uh, as, a, as being part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Dwight, I don't want to confuse uh, any of my listeners because uh, you've been living in China for 30 years, and you say now you're in Brainerd, Minnesota. You happen to uh, have, just we. You happen well, to have come home. Well, we were home. all set to go back uh, in mid-February, but with the coronavirus situation there, uh, we just delayed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because you came home for so, the Chinese New Year, which was a normal that time is right. to that come is home right. and, and be part. a three-week break. Yeah, and then all of a sudden this all happens, and you've been able to work remotely, but that's got to be pretty stressful as well, working remotely. There are some things you cannot do as a leader remotely, uh, and I miss that, yeah, but uh, God is gracious. <laughs> My workforce in China is young, and there's nothing like face-to-face uh, interaction. Yeah. But right now, that, that can't be. Yeah. And then um, when you are in Brainerd, Minnesota, what, do you, what are you finding the, the spirit of the people to be? Are we, are we being nicer to each other in Brainerd? Are we taking time to talk to each other? Are we, what are we doing in Brainerd? Uh, I would say I haven't seen that, that niceness yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but it's, it's a wonderful city, but I, I think we need to be more proactive there. I, you know, even standing your distance, but taking time to meet with people. I think the, the, the church here is doing a, a, a good thing, but uh, we need to be light. Uh, those that don't have, Jesus the Spirit are gonna are gonna be covetous. They're gonna be you know. Let me get that item before somebody else gets it, etc. And I think that's sort of the spirit of uh, of the age, not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I had a, a listener the other day talking about um, not discussing violent attacks and racism against uh, Asian Americans, and I'm not aware of any of it. Are you? I, I, I have not known of any personal uh, personal situation that way. Yeah. Um, 
no doubt it could be happening, but I, I have not heard any myself, and I was wondering if, if you had heard any or been exposed to any. No, I, I think what what has happening is a little different, which at the at the at the geopolitical side, the U.S. and, and particularly our medical industry. So one of our factories we've had for, uh, makes medical stents for hearts. Okay, mm-hmm. and and that's sold both in China as well as Europe and the U.S. Uh, and we have never been prohibited. I mean, we are we, we are supplying the U.S. and North America without restraints. It happens to be that. The Chinese, and I think this is important for your listeners to understand, the, the pharmaceutical industry and the raw materials, that supply is coming from state-owned government entities where there's a threat of some stoppage or delays. And again, that, that's a threat, not a current reality. But the foreign investment enterprises in China uh, have never been stopped in doing that, nor would I think that to happen. But they're just not in that realm of, in that supply chain. They're not in that specific supply chain. Mm-hmm. And Dwight, how do so, you- so I, I think I think at a geopolitical level, there's some stresses that will continue for the next next decade. Yeah, no between doubt. China, the U.S., and, and and that I think is 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 primarily the responsibility of uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, Dwight, tell me about your uh, prayer life re- recently. Oh. I've been asking you, uh, connectivity is the one thing is, Lord, let us stay in touch with each other. We're a body in this time. Uh, We are praying to get back. Uh, We also don't want to be put into a 14-day mandated uh, Chinese government barracks. So we're trying to get an exemption there, but uh, do not have that at this time. Yeah. Uh, Tell me again what that would be, the 14-day barracks. They would actually put you up and quarantine you and government controlled? Yes. Yes, and, and you and you pay you pay for it. Uh, this is a new thing that's come because now the number of new cases in China appear to be primarily coming from people that have come back in the country after the quarantine of the, of the previous six weeks. That's why I was using the six-week window as uh, potentially something that that the U.S. could look at as similar. Mm-hmm. Well, I so appreciate. Um your willingness to come on and talk about all this. I know this is going to be very helpful for some uh, business owners here uh, across the U.S. that are probably wanting to do everything possible to keep production open. And these are going to be very helpful. I'm sure um, you having lived... And Bill, Bill, I I think one of the unstated questions you had that just to respond to, uh, having gone through this now for eight weeks, Mm -hmm. initially we looked at two weeks. So I have heard people here in Minnesota tell me, oh, this is just until the the end of March. And I would just say the experience of China says no to that. Right. So, for instance, will schools really start up in the first week of April, second week of April? Uh, the, the, the more strict quarantine in China says that would not happen. So I think you have to anticipate April is going to be a pretty tough month in terms of any opening of educational activities or related things. Yeah. Dwight, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I'll look forward to checking in with you again uh, maybe in a week. Thank you. You bet. Dwight Nordstrom is my guest. He is the chairman of PRI. And uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, Pastor Sean Winters is going to be joining me. We're going to talk about Psalm 46. Can hardly wait.
that. Always be showering the people that we love with love. Thank you, James Taylor, for that good message. I want to talk about uh, Psalm 46. Um, my guest, Pastor Sean Winters, we're trying to get him on board, but I want to go to Psalm 46 because of the power of this psalm. And I want to uh, re- read it for you because I think you will just enjoy every word in this psalm. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see that the Lord has done the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. What a powerful, powerful uh, psalm that is. And uh, my guest, Sean Winter, is a senior pastor at Calvary Church in Roseville, a regular guest on the show. Sean, welcome. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to come and uh, and share with you today. I need as much pastoral love and comfort as possible right now. Oh, Bill, don't we all? That is uh, That is so true. We're in strange times here where one of the things we know for sure is we don't know anything for sure. Isn't that the truth? But what we, <laughs> what we can do is go to... God's Word, and look for comfort, because it's all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do like um, the beginning of Psalm 46, and I, I think, you know, there's there's just such great truth. And, and you know, you come in verse 2, it says, therefore we will not fear, and yet um, fear is a part of the equation, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think about the verses that say, don't be anxious. And anytime I come across that, I go, oh, Lord, um, but what if I am? <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and do not worry. And Lord, I'm a worrier. And and part of the uh, thing I've seen in people is is uh, you know maybe our area or our family's not sick or not as threatened, but there's the sadness at all that has had to conspire or had to shut down or you know we can't do or you know that the impact on our kids that you know schools are closing mm-hmm. or got a, got a daughter driving home from college today because you know they shut it down, sent her home. Yeah, and um, and so what? One of the things that people keep asking, um, you know, what do we do? But what do we do in this time? And um, that's one of the reasons I've been kind of pondering Psalm forty-six. So should we do that? I would love to, and I I love that we started. Uh, you talked about uh, verse two, because God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is who God is. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a song. Maybe it was a popular song. The Sons of Korah sang it. I don't know if that was a, a great band back in the day. But, Probably uh, was. 
It probably was. Yeah, yeah. kind of you know, top top forty there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And they uh, they sang out these beautiful words: "God is our refuge, God is our strength, man, an ever present help in trouble." Therefore, man, it just kind of flows out. It makes sense. We're not going to fear. And then he gives these examples. You know, though the earth give way, the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. You can't picture much worse than that. Right. Waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake, and they're surging. And then verse 4 is just kind of like, what does that mean? It says, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. And I think they just kind of come right in the middle of that and say, you know what? Even in the worst of times, there's a, a river, there's a stream of hope, there's a, there's a sense that God is still at work, he's still supplying what is needed. And, and I think we all feel that. Um, you, you know, we look to Jesus Christ, we look to the hope that we have in our salvation, we look to the character of God up at the top, man, refuge and strength. Um, it, it's just this beautiful line of there's hope even in the midst of. So let, let me just pull apart a couple different things. I'd um, love, down in verse, love for you to, yeah. Okay. So, so down in verse 7, you get this line, the, the Lord Almighty is with us. Great promise. He's love with that. Us. The God of Jacob is a fortress, and you know we don't have a lot of fortresses around, but but we can kind of picture that, right? Oh yeah, and and that's the chorus because it comes back in verse eleven, the exact same words: "The Lord Almighty is with us; the God of Jacob is our fortress." And uh, then in the, I guess it'd be the second verse, we get verse verse ten that says, "He says, be still and know that I am God." It's um, it's something that everybody's familiar with, and I, I think we probably all heard that line. But it's kind of nice to see, you know, what, where is this at? Where did the sons of Korah kind of write it into their song? What, what's around it? What's the choruses? And, you know, it's in this context of saying, hey, God's our refuge, even though things aren't going well. And then in the midst of that, it says, be still and know that I'm God. But that line actually starts out saying, he says. God kind of breaks into their song. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that you've heard stories. And I, I don't know how many conversations have been around coronavirus, COVID-19. And, a lot of them. Yeah, and, and, and yet kind of a, a part of a lot of those stories, certainly people who believe in God, who are followers of Jesus Christ, saying, hey, here's the story, but here's where God has broken in, where God has met me, God has spoken, God has stirred. And I think that's what's happening here. So let's talk a little bit about be still and know that I'm God. And can I just share a couple thoughts? Okay, I'd love to. All right. So the idea of being still has the idea of being quiet or calming down. Um, but that hasn't really been um, the pattern here lately, right? No, there's been <laughs> a lot of anxiety for sure. Um, so yeah, not a lot of stillness. Man, I, I just, uh, you know, the, the school that's just across the street from you there is closed down and all those students' life has been disrupted. Um, you know, we kind of wake up every morning and, you know, what, what's going to happen today? Um, we, we hear announcements, we hear new, new closures and things like that. Right in the middle of, it's in the middle of those news, in the middle of those alerts, it says, be still. There's a quietness of heart that comes that, that God is calling them to. Um, there was an author by the name of Steve Macchia that I was reading here lately, and 
He says sometimes the Holy Spirit comes by and and tap tap tap, mm-hmm. you know, kind of knocks on our heart. And um, it, it's not surprising that sometimes we miss that, right? It's, it's like a timeout in the middle of a basketball game. The crowd's going crazy, and the coach tries to call a timeout, but nobody sees him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, sometimes mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit calls a timeout, knock knock knock, slow down, be still, come away, and, and then. Um, you know, there's just some great stuff that happens when we hear that. And so I, I think but what I'm trying to do here is, is say, okay, Lord, in this time of of where I'm forced to call a timeout on life, like I'm supposed to work from home or I'm supposed to, you know, not send my kids to school and there's things I'm not supposed to go do, restaurants are closed. Um, that's a that's kind of a forced timeout. And so how do I be intentional about that? How do I intentionally seek God? And he says, verse 10, be still, be still and know something, know that I'm God, that I'll be exalted among the nations, I'll be exalted in all the earth. It's so enormously comforting just to hear these words repeated over and over, uh, Sean, because I love the fact that it says, he says, be still and know that I'm God. I love that he breaks in and says, be still and know that I'm God, because we are looking for those... um, that stillness. Right now we've got, you know, forced um, breaking up community. We're not being together. We're not uh, being out in public. So we're doing a lot less of that. But even though we might be home by ourselves, it's still difficult to be still because we're living in a time that we have no precedence for. Yeah. Yeah. There's an author that said, um, humans are the only creature that speeds up when we get lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. So I get lost. I think if I drive faster, something's going to look familiar here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, you know, everything else kind of slows down. And, and, and there's a time where we're, we're kind of lost here. And we're like, what do we do? And you're right. I was, you know, last Thursday, I thought church was normal. And Friday, it was like everything's changed. And um, so I, I went to our facility there in Roseville, Minnesota. <laughs> I preached to an empty room. And I got all done. I said, that's it. That's that's funny. We can't be together. Yeah. But but that doesn't mean that God isn't near all of us and that he doesn't say to all of us, you know, be still and know me, know that I'm God. And, um, you know, I, I need to hear that from my heart and I need my people to hear that. And, you know, the, the people who are sitting at home, maybe listening or driving their car today, just, he says, he says in the middle of all this trouble, be still and know that I'm God. So I, I think it's the idea of saying, how do I take this time and be intentional with it? I, I love that word. I love living intentionally. And and so there's, you know, there's still work we can do at home. There's still things that we can do. But in the spaces, um, can I set aside time to really seek God and seek his face? Is a time where I can be still, be silent. Um, that might be taking a walk. It might be taking a run. It might be journaling. It might be reading the word of God. I think it needs to include the pieces of prayer and word. It could also be fasting. Oh, you know, saying, hey, yeah. I'm going to stay home. And I, I know people are hoarding, but you know, you don't have to eat all of it today. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it'd be good just to, to take some time away and just really um, intentionally say, how do I find time to seek God? I love, and, I love that, Sean. Um, and I, can you think of a better opportunity than to hit the reset button on yeah. starting a brand new habit or breaking an old one. 
and saying, uh, effective today, I can start literally having 45 minutes of prayer time that I've never done before. And 30 days right. from now, you might have a completely different life. Oh, that, that's a great point. Yeah, you, you said I've, I've taken some regular things off. It's like snow day for six weeks, right? Kind of, um, at least, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're what, what if we just plug something in now? Yeah, did it for three days or five days or 15 days. Maybe it's a habit of being in the Word of God in a new and a fresh way. Maybe it's journaling for the first time or pulling out that old journal. Um, maybe it's saying, I'm going to spend time, I'm going to read a psalm, and then I'm going to begin to pray through that psalm. Mm-hmm. And just a practice of kind of hiding God's Word in our heart in a, in a new and a fresh way and saying, God, this 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 event didn't surprise you. Yeah, It surprised the daylights out of me, but it didn't surprise you. Yeah. So... So help me not waste it. Yeah. Help me to use that for my soul and maybe maybe in some way to to connect my family to God in a new way or or you know, to, to change the nature of yeah, some of our habits or <laughs> what we complain about or, or what we celebrate. You know, maybe it's a it's a reorienting that can be really significant in our all of our lives. Yeah. It's just like you, Sean, to be all positive on me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, let me take a little break. Pastor Sean Winters is my guest. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Back to the show, Pastor Sean Winters is my guest, talking about Psalm 46. During the break, I just, out of curiosity, went to the message, and uh, uh, Eugene Peterson starts with, God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. <laughs> oh, man. I like verse 1. I do, too. Yeah. We stand yeah. fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake before the rush and roar of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains. I mean, it's again, it's all comforting that God is uh, with us, God is for us, and God will protect us. And we need to be yeah. still. And that's, that is so anti-American, Sean. It, it really is. We just, uh, we, you know, we depend upon ourselves. And then when we find that we can't solve something, then we panic. <laughs> and we rush. And, and we try to, you know, scramble and, and make up a good story. But, you know, that combination of God's refuge uh, it's a safe place. He's strong enough to, to be there, and he's ever-present. I mean, what a great promise. It's this great picture of who God is. Yeah. In verses 4 and 6 in the message, Eugene Peterson says, River fountains splash joy, cooling God's city, this sacred haunt of the Most High. God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten, but earth does anything he says. <laughs> Who's in charge now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he lifts his voice and the earth melts. Yeah, he gets that chorus. It says, "You know, the Lord Almighty, He's with us, and the God of Jacob's our fortress." It's, you know, it had to be a fun song to sing along with. 
uh, you know, I don't think they had any radio waves, but you know, you could just picture these kids in the street, um, picking up the tune and, and right. singing the song. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's in charge. The earth is at his bidding. Um, God's our, God's almighty's with us. What, what a great sense that, that again, as you say, it's just not, it's not part of our culture. No, no, it's what can we do right now immediately to make things different? And obviously, uh, we need to pray as and come together as believers and pray for what's going on, of course, but also then to be, uh, you know, the, the church in action. We need to follow all the CDC regulations, but of course, let's reach out to yeah. the people who are shut-ins and find yeah. out what we can drop by their door, call them. You know, it may not be a good idea to visit them because you never yeah. know what you might be bringing over if their immune That's system right. is compromised. So you got to be really yeah. careful about that. But uh, what about, you know, a box of groceries and some water and some things that they might just think that uh, it's, you know, Christmas morning? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we say, hey, spread God's love, not the virus. Right. And, um, yeah. And there was a, I was on a, on a Zoom call with pastors kind of around the country um, earlier this week. And one guy said that he was walking through a parking lot and there was a, a woman sitting in her car, she cracked the window down just a little bit and called out to him and said, hey, would you mind, I was looking for a kind face, would you mind doing my grocery shopping? Here's a $100 bill. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid to go in the store. Uh-huh. And, and so I, I think you're right. I think there's needs around us. And maybe part of being still isn't just sitting quietly in your basement, but it's, it's quieting hard enough and our attention enough to, to begin to see those around us. Maybe it's, you know, putting something on next door neighbor, putting something out, just saying, Hey, I'm available. If someone needs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, um, Sean, a listener jumped in with this. The threats of Nero did not prevent the assembling of Christians together, but now a virus does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of, you know, we've talked a lot about second Timothy one seven that says he's not given us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but a power, love and sound mind. And so I, I, I talk about power, power is the ability to deny ourselves for the sake of community. And so, you know, if, if the CDC says we shouldn't get together, then we need to be careful and we don't want to be the cause of illness to pass on. Yeah, we have the power, power to say no. Yeah. But we also are given a, a spirit of love and compassion that says, where can I go safely to help? And a sound mind says, Lord, help me to think carefully, thoroughly, theologically about what it means to be a Christian in the midst of this, in the, in, in the scenario. And I, I, I agree with you. And it's, it's, let's be creative. Um, but let's be courageous. Let's be wise. But I know there are a lot of people uh, suffering from loneliness and isolation. And, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you want to go uh, be company for them, but then you also don't yeah. want to be bringing something into their life that would make... Uh, their will compromise their health. So, a lot of phone calling, FaceTiming, take yeah. advantage of technology. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, you know picking up the the technology game, but also you know praying. But it is. It, it's phone calling. It's um, you know reaching out, FaceTime. It's email. It, it's just doing those things to say, how do I reach? How do I listen? How do I speak to those people? Um, and then also. You know, are there needs? Is there something that I can do that that can help you out in, in your situation? So, Sean, when you uh, think about Easter coming up, I would I, it's hard to say what's going to be going on in terms of what the CDC is recommending. And if, if it's still a good yeah. idea to gather or not gather, 
Um, but the being still and knowing that, that God is on the throne, uh, yeah. that to me is the most powerful message, and I can repeat that every day. As a matter of fact, matter of fact I think I will. Yeah. Uh, many days as I'm in front of this microphone, because um, nothing is changed in God's economy, and he is in control. I think of the big storm when Jesus was asleep underneath the boat, and, yeah. and they, they woke him, and, and they were hysterical. And yeah. he calmed the, the storm and the waves, and they said, who is this? Yeah, they're hysterical again, like, who is this guy that <laughs> he controls the wind and the waves? Uh, they were afraid of the storm, and then when he calmed yeah. it, they were more afraid. Yeah. Who's this, who is this guy? Yeah. So, so. And, um, yeah, you know, Eugene Peterson, you quoted out of the message. Yeah. Um, I, I had the chance to hear him speak one time before he passed away, and he talked about a practice he had of praying Scripture. And I think this line is a really good one to pray. Um, he, he often encouraged personalizing and praying the Psalms. But I, I think this line of he says, be still and know that I'm God. Um, the, the way, let, let me just kind of explain the pattern here. What, what Eugene would say was, pray the whole line personalized. You say, be still and know that you are God. And then he says, drop the last word. Be still and know that I am or that you are. And then you, 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 you go it again. He says, be still and know that I. Be still and know that. Be still and know. Be still and. Be still. And then you end up with B, or you end up with he says, and then he. So it's just, it's praying each word, um, and it's backing up, it's going forward, dropping a word, picking up a word, and just praying this into your soul. I like he that. Says, yeah, he says, be still. But what does he ask us to do, and, and what does it look like? And it's just this, the idea of praying scripture, what, is, what does the word say? How does it apply to me? What difference does it make in my life? And uh, when you end up with this last phrase of he says, God, you, I I pray that you would speak into my life and I'd hear your voice saying, be still in every moment, Bill, every moment of all of your interviews, all that you do, um, going and coming in in our our lives. Yeah. And I'm, I'm praying like never before that this is one of those opportunities where people start asking the big questions in life. If I were to die, where would I go? What is my yeah. eternal destiny? Because I think it was Pascal that said, we're all making a high-stakes life commitment to a particular faith view, and we're betting our eternal destiny on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really, you know, I started out with this, the idea of what do we do, but it has to start what's already done, D-O-N-E. Oh, I love it. And what, what, what's done is that Jesus Christ paid for our sin and gave us an opportunity for salvation if we trust in him alone. And, and once, our, once our hope is settled in Christ and Christ alone, our destiny is certain, and then he gives us things like this to say, hey, what does it mean to live in the truth of the gospel? But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it begins and ends with Jesus Christ and where our faith truly is. Yeah, and Sean, shouldn't we be praying for revival now more than ever before? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it was interesting. Our our church, we uh, we saw 1,900 people that watched our sermon online, and we don't get 1,900 people on a weekend. It's, wow! So our so our in, uh, our attendance went up this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm praying that God will use it to to stir people's hearts, that that will hear the gospel, that people will share the gospel with friends and neighbors, 
and that we would see, uh, boy, by the time that we can get back together, that we'd see a real revival and that that God would be exalted through the midst of even the, the most difficult situation. Yeah. Well, Sean, you're a, a godly and humble man. So I appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you so much for sharing the hope of uh, Psalm 46 with all of us and reminding us that we need to be still and just trust the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate your time, and I'm praying for you. Thank you so much. Pastor Sean Winters has been my guest, and uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, I'm going to get a chance to talk to my friend David Wheaton. I think we're going to return to our study on Genesis, which we started about three weeks ago. So I'm excited to pick that up. And then also uh, Pastor John Braylon will be joining me as well. He's got kind of an encouraging message for us as believers to uh, uh, put me in, Coach. That's all coming up in the next hour. Be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.